With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, everybody? And welcome into another edition of B-Shape Daily. Brennan Schaefer with you here back after the weekend away. We're going to break down the Cardinals' weekend against the Kansas City Royals. St. Louis takes two of three. That's the good news. Some bad news coming your way on this Monday with regard to Cardinals' left-handed starter, Kwon Young Kim, who goes on the injured list as of Monday afternoon. We'll talk about that and how that came to be over the weekend. Kind of a strange situation. You know, we talked about KK being pushed back from his previous start toward the end of July he pitched on July 28th and then did not pitch again until August 7th and at first it seemed as though according to Mike Schilt according to the Cardinals this is just what they tell us right it was there was nothing to it there's no injury designation no reason behind it but that of course was not the case and KK was dealing with an injury and the injury ultimately puts him on the IL as of Monday after his start on Saturday so we'll get into that But just speaking strictly of the Cardinals' weekend, taking two of three from the Royals, it's positive, as we mentioned, but is it positive enough when you combine that with being swept by the Braves earlier in the week? You look at it in the context of the entire week, you're still below 500 across your previous six games, just two and four. Before that, the Cardinals took two of three from the Twins, and back then we said, hey, that's pretty good if they just do this every time. That could be enough to get him back in the into the mix, especially if you fare well against the Brewers, still 13 games remaining against Milwaukee. But when you mix in a sweep there at the hands of the Atlanta Braves, suddenly you can say, well, they won two series against AL Central opponents, the Twins and the Royals. That's good. That's four out of six. But then you mix in the sweep to the Braves, and now you're four and five over your last nine. So this is exactly how the Cardinals can't seem to find any new ground, can't seem to get above 500, can't seem to build toward momentum in the standings. It's because they'll play good enough baseball for a little while. They don't seem to have the capacity to go on a real long run. They're not rattling off six in a row, seven in a row. That just doesn't seem right now like they have that ability. At times in this season, we've seen consistency from the rotation where you keep churning through and turning things over one through five, mixing that with a little bit of uh, offensive timely hitting and, and good situational hitting. And then some days just unleashing, uncorking the power and being able to carry an offense and a lineup that way. Those were the times where the Cardinals looked as though, hey, maybe they could go on a bit of a run if all of those elements are clicking at once. But that has been the story of their season that we've talked about so frequently. They don't seem to have all of the elements clicking at once. It just has been a very rare occurrence for this team that the offense and the defense, which has been pretty consistent, but count that as part of this crew as we see some couple of strange plays over the weekend. Tyler O'Neill had a couple of good throws in consecutive games, and, and neither of them result in the out at the plate. 
when the catcher just doesn't catch the ball on two different occasions. So that, you know, the defense has to be there for you too. But the starting pitching and the bullpen, those are two key elements as well. We just haven't seen often enough those all working in conjunction with one another over a reasonable stretch of time. You might have a game where, or, or even a series where it happens for the most part, but you, then you have you know a game in the middle where, okay, maybe the offense wasn't vibing that day, but they won it 3-2 to two because the starting pitching was really good and the bullpen came in to back them up and they at least did enough situationally with the offensive chances they did have to turn it into something. And those can sometimes end up being Ws. And you mix enough of those in with the days where you do score seven runs and you all things are clicking on offense and you get to a starter early and then you continue to pile on against the opposing bullpen. All of those are good things. We just don't see it enough from the Cardinals. And what we do see is the stretches where for multiple days in a row they have an element overcome the rest of the positive energy that they could bring to the table and cost them. And that's what happened in the Braves series where they couldn't even muster one win. And when you're not counterbalancing the problematic series in which you get swept with just as impressive wins on the other side by sweeping series, you're not going to go anywhere. And that's where the Cardinals look like they are right now. They don't look like they're really going anywhere. I can say that even after a two out of three against the Royals. At the beginning of August, when we talked about the schedule and how you had 16 games against the Royals and Pirates this month, just win 10 of those games, we said, and that would be enough to push you toward relevancy, especially if then you can manage the, the Milwaukee Brewers, the 13 games you have against them remaining. That was that was the formula. That was the blueprint to try and find a way back into the mix here. But then you go and get swept by the Braves, and that kind of throws all that out the window. Now you do have to have those series sweeps to mix in there. Two out of three is not going to be good enough. You don't get praise for winning two out of three, getting swept, and then winning two out of three. That's a below 500 team. And that's the story of the Cardinals season. They're a game below 500 right now, even after taking two or three from the Royals over the weekend. Got a good quintessential Adam Wainwright start on Friday night in a 4-2 to win. Needed it. He has been the stopper all season long. He was, again, in this situation after the Cardinals were swept by Atlanta, as we mentioned, and then Saturday they come back and they do it again, 5-2 to win. Neither game offensively off the charts, but enough when you get that good starting pitching, as they did both days. Kwon Young Kim only pitched four innings on Saturday, but impressive job by the bullpen, backing him up. Luis Garcia, two scoreless innings. Helsley had one, Cabrera and Gallegos finishing it off. That has been the blueprint. That August 7th Saturday win for the Cardinals is exactly how they have had to win their games all season long. But then Sunday, you had the rain delay mixed in there, but the Cardinals blow that valiant comeback effort as they trailed 5-1, to one, scored four runs in the 7th and 8th innings to tie the game at 5. Impressive job by the offense to stay with it. There were multiple times throughout this game that the uh, pitching for the Royals tried to give them even more had a bases-loaded situation that was blown by a double play. Andrew Kisner hits a dinker in front of the plate, and then John Lester makes the third out. That was brutal because Chris Bubich at that time was trying to give it to you. I believe he had multiple walks and uh, maybe even a hit batter in that inning. Bubich walked four over the course of his four and two-thirds innings. Cardinals couldn't really take advantage against him just getting one run off of the Royal starter, as we mentioned, despite having opportunities to do more. But they did manage to get to the bullpen 
Greg Holland charged with three runs. That's a familiar face. Greg Holland giving up runs at Bush Stadium should not be a surprise to anyone. We saw plenty of that when he was in St. Louis, but he had since revived his career. Not having a great year this year, but I don't think it was anything in comparison to how poor he pitched with the Cardinals for that short season. But nevertheless, they tie it up at 5-5, and then Alex Reyes takes a loss in this game, giving up a run. It was weird to me that he came back after the rain delay. Game was, it was kind of a strange situation to have a tie game after you just make a big comeback, but feeling like the game is over during a two-hour rain delay when Royals have runners on second and third after Reyes was pitching there in the uh, in the ninth inning. Comes back after the rain delay, couldn't totally escape that jam. Did hold the damage to just one run, but that was enough. The Cardinals, with a very poor showing in the bottom of the ninth, I believe two of the batters struck out looking after that rain delay. Just, I don't know what they're looking for, but that, to me, just suggests not having your head in the game. I mean, in that situation, you got to try to protect the plate, but it doesn't matter. The Cardinals felt like, like I said, once once the Royals kind of started that rally in the top of the ninth, felt like that game was was going to be, uh, you knew what the ending was going to be. But they end up getting it finished after the rain delay, and that, that leads into off day on Monday where we find out the news about Kwon Young Kim. He goes on the injured list with left elbow inflammation, according to the Cardinals on Monday. Daniel Ponce de Leon returns to the active roster. He had been rehabbing in the minors after the shoulder issue that originally put him on the IL earlier in the season. His numbers on the rehab assignments, he didn't look good. I imagine his return, I don't know that he was coming up on his rehab days. You have a certain number of days that you can be down there before you have to be activated. I'm not sure he was quite to that point yet, but he probably returning for a bullpen role, and so Cardinals figure he's probably ready. They, you know, they're not ready to make a organizational decision on, on parting ways with him, and he, he fits, I think, naturally into the roster mix until later in the week when Jack Flaherty destined to return potentially to the Cardinals rotation. Miles Michaelis may not be so far behind him. And so we had talked about not knowing where the Cardinals were going to turn after their two guys come back in Flaherty and Michaelis because they had made those moves at the deadline to acquire Happ and Lester. And then you'd have seven starters potentially, and certainly not all of them, you know, there wouldn't be room for everybody, we didn't think. Well, with KK on the IL for an unknown period of time, obviously the injury enough to necessitate his trip to the injured list. That's at least 10 days. So far, not a lot known exactly beyond uh, that he was dealing with elbow soreness, which we knew over the weekend, not initially when last week the Cardinals talked about just giving him a blow, pushing him back. They wanted to get Lester and Happ in, as we've talked about slotted to the rotation, but he started on July 28th and then not again until August 7th. So a pretty significant delay, more so than just a couple of extra days. They denied at the time that there was anything injury related. Of course, that is not the case as we touched on at the beginning of the show. He's dealing with an elbow and he pitched four innings on Saturday, made the start, even though he had this elbow thing crop up. Previously, they tried to have him Rest a little extra, and that, they hoped, would be all he would need. Pitch four innings on Saturday. Mike Schilded said it wasn't anything physical that he was removed from the game. It was just it's the way they elected to go on Saturday. But now he's on the injured list. 
And so, you know, it's just the way the team decides to message these things, they they try to keep injuries hidden until you can't keep them hidden any longer. And so I think for that reason, when fans think about the messaging of injuries and you hear something's not a concern, fans immediately jump to, okay, his arm's falling off and the season's over. This is kind of why. This is a great example of why. It's just the way the Cardinals choose to to handle these things. They don't feel the need to be upfront about it. And so when it ends up being a more serious injury, a more impactful injury than it first sounded like it would be, that's basically by design because the Cardinals don't want to tell us what's going on, which is fine. But, I mean, that's that's why you get the, uh, the moniker people. You know, it's a popular adage at this point to talk about the Cardinals medical staff and well what's wrong with these guys you know teams across baseball have injury I just in you know they do all the time everybody gets hurt but I think the fact that the Cardinals uh messaging on such injuries is always deny 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 until it's clear that you can't deny it any longer that kind of rubs people the wrong way but it is what it is it doesn't really change anything functionally with the impact of what what the injury ultimately is they they just want to take an optimistic view and they take that into the public and try to keep things behind closed doors until they can't do so any longer that apparently was the case with uh, kk in this instance interesting though that he does pitch on saturday they must have thought maybe the inflammation the soreness that he was experiencing was behind him it wasn't until after the game on saturday the matt carpenter's zoom that it first was mentioned and then mike schilt confirmed that that was part of the reason for why KK was, uh, they, they kept they kept off of him. They backed off of him a little bit over the course of the last week. And so now we talk about, you know, seven starters. You're down to six, essentially, if you're going to count the two returning from injury, plus Lester, plus Hap. Lester gave up another five runs on his uh, in his Sunday outing. And so I would have thought, man, was his spot in jeopardy, perhaps, just two starts after they got him, if uh, the timeline on everybody else pulled through okay but now you definitely have more flexibility where you can say we Cardinals should obviously want to keep as much starting depth as they possibly can you don't want to release somebody or DFA anybody even even after a couple of poor starts by Lester if you you know you may need him is the reality and they don't want to have to go back to starting Oviedo I don't think and so they uh the injury to KK now puts the Cardinals in a situation where okay now you've you can bring Flaherty back and that can replace the KK spot, and then you can maybe see what it looks like from Hap his next start, see if uh, Lester needs another start before Michaelis returns, and you can kind of maneuver the rotation that way. So, uh, you know, seven starters would have been a good problem to have for the Cardinals, but as we talked about, just because you're getting Jack and Miles back does not mean that nobody else is allowed to get hurt. Inevitably, somebody was going to get hurt. I think we said that maybe in the one of the more recent podcasts, and sure enough, in our couple of days off from recording, one of those injuries happens, and it is confirmed on Monday, KK out for uh, an unknown period of time. Certainly more updates will be coming on his status and looking ahead on Tuesday, but the Cardinals are off on Monday, so not a lot of uh, interaction with the team will be taking place, so we won't really know until Tuesday. Cardinals facing off against the Pittsburgh Pirates this week in Pittsburgh, going to be uh, an important series, big series for the Cardinals, because first of all, all of them have to be when you look at the standings and you see ten and a half games between you and the Milwaukee Brewers. 
we can pretty much forget about the wild card with uh, the Dodgers and Padres and the uh, NL West still looking pretty stout. Yes, the Padres are a little bit behind the Brewers in the standings by about two and a half games, so about eight games for the Cardinals between them and the wild card. I don't know. I feel like you have a better chance of catching the Brewers, even though the Brewers may they may actually be a better team than the Padres. But I think when you factor in the fact that you face the Brewers so many times yet, you do control your destiny in that regard. Like You're not going to go win 11 out of 13 against Milwaukee, but when it's on paper in front of you to say, hey, we played this team plenty. If we win our games against them, that's going to make a, a world of difference. Right now you just got to find striking distance. And the reason and, and the way I should say that you do that is by beating up on the bad teams. You get to play another one this week. In the Pirates, they are 30 games below 500. Anything less than a sweep is a felony. Anything less than a sweep is not going to do it for the Cardinals at this point against Pittsburgh because, I mean, it's a it's a beatable team, a winnable series, and you're running out of days. You're running out of calendar to make your move. You get three games against this team before then heading into another weekend series where you'll take on the Royals once again. So it's all before you if you're the St. Louis Cardinals right now. But how many weeks in a row does it feel like we've been saying that exact same thing and we just haven't seen them make their move? Jay Happ will get another chance on Tuesday. He'll take on Stephen Brault for the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, we could we could have had maybe a little less of a somber mode to today's podcast, but I think the KK injury just dropping before my recording of this episode is part of it. And just the fact that, you know, it's kind of predictable that the Cardinals would win two of three. Like, okay, that's fine. That's good. If you do, if you win two out of every three, then the rest of the season, you will finish above 500. But I think, you know, you you quickly change the calculus on what you're going to need from a schedule standpoint when you lose three games in a row, as they did earlier this week. It, it changes everything. So while two out of three is great and it's a good starting point, it has to almost be the baseline going forward, especially against the Brewers and against these bad teams. You get into September, yeah, you'll want to win every game you can, but there will be some times during that month where you understandably might drop a couple of series. That can be okay if you really beat up on the teams that you're playing now in August, though. you got to hit your stride. The schedule doesn't really dictate the stride of how your team's going to play. I understand that. But it would behoove the Cardinals to somehow find a way to blend those two elements together sooner rather than later being that they're 55 and 56, 10 and a half games back in the division. The Reds are playing good baseball too. I mean, you're about five and a half games back from, from Cincinnati who has raised their stakes to a 10 above 500 with an eight and two showing over their last 10. They picked up four games on you as the Cardinals have gone four and six over their last 10. So hard to get too riled up about this team at this point. The injury to KK, definitely something to monitor. We'll see what that ends up meaning for the rest of his season. He's been good. He's been the Cardinals' second most reliable starter, even with this being his third stint on the injured list. He's had a quality season. He's got an ERA in the mid-threes, low to mid-threes. Has been very reliable when he's been on the field. He's been somebody that you know is going to keep you in a ball game, very similar to the way that Adam Wainwright has pitched. Wainwright's had a little bit more in the way of innings, has been that guy to go seven innings when the Cardinals really need somebody to, to take that extra step and go a little deeper. KK only recently has come into that, but then in his last outing, only four innings. I think, you know, Mike Schultz said not anything related to the injury. Yeah, right, is what I say to that at this point. 
especially given that two days later he's on the injured list. So we'll see how long KK ends up being out. That'll be news that we can discuss on Tuesday. Yep, Cardinals get the series win over the weekend. How much it really means, you know, that's got to be the baseline. As I said, it's got to be the baseline. you got to continue to win those kinds of series. Plenty of opportunities remain for the Cardinals, but until they get above 500, it just feels like we're doing Groundhog Day and we anything we say about their postseason hopes, it just doesn't feel very viable or realistic at this point until they show us a little bit of extra pep in their step to be able to, first of all, get to 500, which they currently are not at, get above 500, and then draw some distance between you and that mark. Get two above, three above, four above. Start working your way to say, hey, we're only seven back of the Brewers. We're only six and a half. We're five back of the... And then you can start to make your move. And listen, when they play Milwaukee, that'll be the theme of of those games. 13 games, you go eight and five. Man, that's probably not even enough at this point. But even that would allow you to say, hey, we're gaining ground on the first place team. You go nine and four, 10 and three, you really make some noise. That's where suddenly it's a season again. But in all the games that surround those, you've got to win them. You've got to win them. So I'm prescribing a sweep for the Cardinals uh, against the Pittsburgh Pirates this week if they want to make any noise in the NL Central over the rest of the season. Two out of three would 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 mean that they're not out of it. I wouldn't be ready to declare them dead at that point. But at this point, anything less than winning series against teams like the Pirates, we don't have to declare anybody dead. We don't have to do the gravestone thing, but... At that point, who are we kidding? If if the Cardinals don't make some some moves against a team like the Pirates, I I just don't know what they what they would be playing for at that point. So we'll see what it ends up looking like. We'll be talking to you guys Tuesday night after the Cardinals Pirates game. We'll see what Jay Happ has in him as he'll take on Pittsburgh as the Cardinals take to the road to take on the Pirates. Make sure you stay locked in on B Shape Daily. Plenty of episodes coming your way this week, breaking down the Pirates series and any other news that may happen pertaining. To your St. Louis Cardinals, make sure to follow us and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling funky, even Google Podcasts is an option for you for a B-Shaped Daily subscription. Thank you all, as always, for listening to this edition of B-Shaped Daily. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace.